It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of MLS UK Show Stoppage Time. My name's Henry Hewitt and joining me as always is... I'm Elliot Holman in this uh, disgusting, apparently, Orlando City jersey. You know what? I uh, When I showed Poppy the, the video on YouTube in the last episode, all she did for honestly about 10 minutes was just rewind it and go back to your reaction when you thought she was going to give it a positive review and then she came in with a curveball and went... Yeah, but this kit is awful. And she just kept on going back and back and back. And uh, that I've never seen someone be so amused by the show in particular, but it's just by your reaction. No one's ever been amused by me, so that is a first. Um, <laughs> I actually haven't watched it back because I can't deal with a heartbreak. I, can't, I don't want to relive it. But she's an absolute beauty. Look. Oof. Well, not according to Poppy. Um, I noticed you didn't wear it last night uh, when Orlando played Portland. Portland wore their kit, by the way, so they're sticking with it. They're not letting Poppy's review go against them. They're sticking with the rose kit. Orlando, you went back to purple. I have a question, Ari, this. Is that their home kit? Um, I, I don't think so. Obviously, traditionally, it's green, but maybe, maybe they're just wearing it just to try and boost sales because I can imagine a bad review from Poppy is not going to do sales any good. I just saw them wearing it like last week and then this week. And I'm like, what kit is this? Why are you wearing it at home? Yeah, well, it is it's the Rose City, so they got to wear it at home. But I do miss the green. I don't know about you. It's just, you know, seeing them last night at home not wearing green. It's, I don't know. It's it, Providence Park has got so many uh, amazing things. You've got Timber Joey. You've got that gym now that they're showing every game. Uh, <laughs> but not having Portland in green, just it, it loses uh, the touch, I think. It's because, like Poppy said, people get confused between the pitch and the kit. That is true, yeah, actually. Uh, maybe Seattle will just be wearing their away kit uh, even more this year. Uh, although they've got the blue, so I guess it's a bit different this time. Um, anyway, enough talking about the kits. We've done that in previous episodes. If you do want to watch back Poppy's kit reviews, then uh, you can do go to youtube.com forward slash MLS UK show. I mean, you're probably watching this episode on there anyway. So go back into old episodes and you can watch the kit reviews. If you're listening on your podcast provider, do the same. Or you can go, you can swap. You can hear Poppy's kit review if you've been watching it and you can watch it if you've been listening to it. Hopefully that <laughs> makes sense. But moving on, uh, right, this is stoppage time. We choose the four biggest topics in MLS and discuss them uh, in this bonus episode from us at the MLS UK show. Uh, but the first thing we're going to talk about is not to do with MLS, and it's to do with Canada. The Canada national team have qualified for the World Cup. Congratulations, this is amazing. First time in our lifetimes, first time in 36 years they've qualified for a world cup and i guess elliot now with the us winning at the weekend as well and on the verge of qualifying it means we're going to have two second teams in the world cup at the end of the year yeah absolutely um personally can't wait for the world cup just something different to have it at that time of year um i don't know what's going on over in the states but today in the news it's all about how the bbc and how itv are gonna struggle to get uh eastenders and coronation street and strictly come dancing all on that's like dance with the stars um all all on tv at the same time 
uh, as the World Cup, it's going to be a nightmare. I'm like, well, it's easy. Bin off EastEnders, bin off Corrie, bin off Strictly and just put the World Cup on. Um, apologies to uh, Henry's wife who works on Coronation Street. Um, but seriously, um, if England don't go deep, then it's going to be all on US or Canada. Uh, definitely got to be our second teams because of MLS. And do you know what? This is no fluke that Canada are involved and it's no fluke that the US men's national team are going to be involved, let's be honest, because the the turnaround over the time that we've been watching MLS um, of both national sides is really, really remarkable. Yeah, I would agree. And, um, you know, I think just looking at Canada now, and I think there was a start that said uh, in, rec- in a recent uh, tournament, it might be 10 years ago, it's probably less that, uh, they got beat 8-1 in a match, Canada. The turnaround has been incredible. I've got to say that when it was announced that the next World Cup will be held in Canada as well as America and Mexico, I was I was excited because I thought, well, we're going to see Canada in a World Cup. But that was just by default because they were going to get in it because they were hosting it. So to <laughs> qualify for it, and that means they will be in it twice in a row, is incredible. Some of the players they've got have been fantastic. I was watching something online where it said that they've changed their mentality. They've kind of gone down the route of trying to get players that have dual nationalities and where they haven't before. They've just aimed for Canadian players. So, uh, yeah, I think it's incredible. And it, to see the scenes at uh, BMO Field yesterday was was fantastic. And it's just exciting as well. What I'm proud, uh, well, proud, what I'm pleased for Canada, I'm sure the Canadians are proud, is that, you know, I... I'm I'm glad that they could have the day in the sun or the snow, as it tends to be in Canada. If America would have qualified as well last night, maybe it would have been overshadowed a little bit. Uh, America are going to qualify. I truly believe that anyway. Uh, but for Canada, just to have the moment in the sun, to see Alfonso Davis watching online and be getting upset and, and uh, happy tears as well. It was just fantastic. And I've got a funny feeling, Elliot. The draw's on Friday, so we'll know then. I've got a funny feeling that uh, England will be facing either Canada or the US in the group stages. I think it's it's made it's made to happen for us. Yeah, absolutely written in the stars. You know that's going to happen. Um, and I welcome it um, because for, for one day and one day only, uh, our DMs and our mentions on Twitter will be full of abuse um, until they turn us over 6-0 and then... We'll probably just deactivate our account, but um, yeah, no, I, I would, I would welcome a uh, a USA or Canada v England game in the World Cup, definitely. Because remember, we have unfinished business with the USA. Yeah, exactly. Uh, after the 2010 uh, debacle from this side, but it was a great draw in the end for US. Um, I got just uh, before we move back to MLS, just looking at the potential chances. Uh, with MLS in Canada, what? How do you think they'll do? What's like? Because I guess for Canada, uh, they will be looking at it as it's our first World Cup in thirty-six years. Let's just enjoy it. Whereas America, there'd be probably a bit more pressure on them. I feel like there's definitely more pressure on America. There always is. Um, but with Canada, I don't want to give them the the underdog tag. There'll be much weaker teams in the World Cup than Canada, and I think it would be dangerous. Um, not necessarily for us, but for, for other teams to to really be underestimating Canada too much. There's no reason that that they couldn't get down to that final 16. No, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. I think that should be the aim. America, probably quarterfinals, I think they can get to. And then there's always a team who, who 
who are sort of the underdogs who managed to get to the semi-finals. So you never know with America. But yeah, definitely for Canada, I think just they're going there to enjoy it. It's something different. Um, but also, I think it's a great base for them to look on to the next World Cup where they're hosting and think, right, we can get a, a group of players here that are used to the World Cup experience. Hopefully they can go quite far, at least into past the group stages. And then uh, we can see what they can really do. Uh, right, number two on the things we're talking about this week is this weekend's action. Because there were only three matches, we feel that uh, on stoppage time, normally it's just about the news in MLS. But because of the three matches, uh, we feel that we can discuss them on this this week. Um, you're wearing your Orlando shirt. We discussed Orlando v Portland. That was the last match of the weekend. Uh, you were 1-0 up with 10 minutes to go. Portland down to 10 men and it just didn't quite happen. Is it is it two points dropped for Orlando this? It, maybe having seen the game, it's two points dropped. But I think, um, I don't think you disagree that uh, just before kickoff, I would have definitely taken a point, um, you know, on the road, in the West, long way from home against a, a, strong, t- a strong side. Um, definitely would have been happy with, with a 1-1 draw. But um, disappointing that it, it, the the penalty kind of happened as soon as uh, we started to play against ten men. I don't necessarily think it's a reflection on our performance because I actually think Orlando were were very very strong last night. Um, so happy with the point, yeah. Probably is two dropped. Well, if you're looking at this and then you look at the LA Galaxy games as well, and before the season we were saying well you'd lost Nani DK. Uh, Mueller, um, and they're going to be difficult to replace. Have you been surprised with how solid you've looked so far? Maybe not how solid because uh, Jansen and Antonio Carlos are still still at centre-back and were largely on the whole immense last night, to be fair. Um, even Jao Moutinho at left-back seems to have stepped it up a little bit. He certainly was seen as as the weaker weaker link at the back, um, who aren't obviously great going forward. So there's always been that that sort of solid base, but um, I think the new new recruits certainly have have bolstered the team. And you'll remember I said we only know about players if they've played, you know, if they're coming from Europe. Now MLS teams are signing players from South America, like Facundo Torres. I had no idea what to expect. Um, he's got his first goal. Didn't play last night because he was on international duty, but certainly looking promising on his front and, and looking to see a lot more. You mentioned there players coming in from Europe. Uh, Swiderski for Charlotte FC is one of them. He scored two at the weekend. He started uh, very well for his Charlotte career. Uh, you watched this against Cincinnati. They won 2-0. Uh, have you been impressed with how Charlotte have come back after losing the first three games? Yeah, and there was so much talk, wasn't there, about how Charlotte have got it got it majorly wrong with the roster. Um, Cincinnati, of course, have uh, had a few surprise results recently as well. <laughs> so I'll leave it at that. Um, and so didn't really know what to expect from this one other than goals. I knew there'd be goals. Um, and this guy's got a left foot on him. What a, what a free kick, by the way. I mean, great goal first of all, but also the free kick is absolutely breathtaking. What a finish that is. Yeah, I think we need a, a free kick taker. We need someone in the league who, when they step up for a free kick, you, you get excited. Um, I think we've lost a few in the last few years. So if Sudersi mm. can be that guy, uh, then it's exciting. And yeah, I mean, again, you're looking at Charlotte, another 30,000 attendance when the first goal went in, which was great build-up play, by the way. I mean, the, the f- final finish wasn't as... Good on the eye as uh, the the second goal was, but it was still an amazing uh, passage of play to build up to it. 
and it just in the in the crowd it looks like they're enjoying themselves it looks like it's a an excellent atmosphere and they're really adding to the league so long may it continue obviously since he uh dropped points after two wins but i'm sure if you would give since fans two wins from the first four or five games they would have taken that after i think the last episode i give the stat was june last time they got two wins um, the other game, SKCB RSL, they got revenge for the playoff match. Did you watch much of this? I know uh, it was on later in the evening on Saturday. Yeah, no, I didn't get to see this uh, when it was live. And I also, I'll be honest, I looked at the game and thought, not going to be much in this. There's not going to be much in this. And uh, it turns out that that I was right. Um, coming into the game, I, I, I did think it was interesting because um, RSL were sitting pretty uh, near the top of the West, three wins in four. Um, SKC, the opposite, three losses in four. And you kind of felt like it was time for the balance, time to start balancing it out a little bit. Um, but it took a long while. And uh, Johnny Russell from the UK, of course, uh, stepped up and did the business right at the end. Yeah, I mean, I know it was on late here in the UK on Saturday, but I managed to catch the end of it. So I got the goal. And yeah, Johnny Russell, he's just, he's the man, isn't he? He's, he's just the man for SKC. Uh, he's, he's flying the flag for MLS UK, in particular Scotland, which is great to see. And uh, he's Mr. Reliable and he's doing it again this season. And I think you're right there, SKC moving up now just below the playoff line. But again, they're, they're ready to make the move and you'd always bank on SKC to be there or thereabouts at the end. Probably make the playoffs. I think the squad's good enough. And um, and uh, yeah, it was a big win for them. RSL, like you said, started very well. This is a bit of a drop. But again, they've been pressed and they've shown enough for us too that we're doubting their credentials at the start of the season. Uh, they've showed enough to perhaps uh, prove us wrong and say that they're going to be in the playoffs again. It's never difficult to prove us wrong, is it? <laughs> It's not. No, it's not. Um, right, number three on the things we're talking about this week on Stoppage Time, and it's the Chicago Fire goalkeeper, 17-year-old uh, Gabriel Slonina. Um, he was linked with Chelsea, which I was quite surprised about, actually, based on these. he's only 17, but he was linked with Chelsea. Of course, Chelsea have got a lot of problems at the moment, so maybe that transfer is is not going to be happening. Reports coming out that because of the sanctions against the club and Abramovich, uh, that that deal was set to go through, it's now not. However, when Chelsea are interested, that also means there's a whole host of other European teams interested as well uh, for this 17-year-old. And what another story in MLS. Absolutely. Um, I know we, we talked about Poppy, uh, your wife, on the podcast. Uh, my fiancé, Bryony, was really lucky on Friday because uh, we were out for dinner for her birthday and uh, I saw the, uh, the tweets... Just a little discreet look at the phone, you know. And uh, I saw the tweets about Chelsea uh, and Slanina, and I had to tell her. I was like, you won't believe this. So I launched into a full story about uh, how when I was covering MLS, doing sort of like a uh, an analysis job, uh, it wouldn't let me add him into the system because he was uh, 14. It wouldn't accept that he was in the Chicago Fire actual roster at 14. Uh, it was like, you've got the date of birth wrong. So uh, the engineers had to actually edit the database to allow me to put him in the game. So I've always just seen him. I've been waiting for him to make his make his debut, to see him start playing for Chicago. Um, it's happened and it's taken, what, four games? And he's been linked with Chelsea. He's done well. He's done so well. They've, they've only conceded one goal, Chicago, and they're looking great. And... Um, yeah, as much as we're looking at Shabilko and Shakiri, he's been the man at the back, 17 years old as well. And I know, you know, some we get 
that retirement league tag. And as we always say, you need the MLS experience, but he's proving again that you don't necessarily need the MLS experience. And he's playing so well. And, and yeah, linked with Chelsea is a big, a big move. And uh, as I said before, though, it's if it doesn't happen with Chelsea, it's going to happen with someone else. I've seen Rangers maybe linked with him. And, uh, you know, it just shows as well that these European big teams are looking at MLS now and uh, the youngsters are uh, are being looked at as potential big players for the future in these leagues. And £5 million as well for a 17-year-old. That That's a big move if it's in this country, let alone the US. Uh, yeah, five, £5 million is is crazy. But let's not forget, as I said, this is somebody who's been involved in the Chicago Fire uh, roster for, for many years. So he's picked up experience without, admittedly, without being on the, on the field. Um, and, you know, Chicago Fire, just because they haven't been winning MLS Cup in the last five years doesn't mean that they don't know talent when they see it. So uh, not surprised at all to see to see this happen after somebody so young was brought into the roster. Um, but interested to see what happens now. I, d- I don't, I'm kind of proud that all these players are leaving, but also let's enjoy them for a little bit. It's been four games. Uh, right, number four on the things we're talking about this week on Stoppage Time. And it's, uh, well, a player at the other end of the A spectrum as a professional footballer, uh, Giorgio uh, Cellini, who is the latest Italian player, it seems. We've had Buffon already this season, who is linked with a move to MLS. Um, this is being reported by Football Italia. Uh, his contract is up, um, let's see, in 2023. So he's got another year. So, I, But as we know, that could easily be, uh, if it gets to the summer, it could easily be cancelled with his existing team, uh, Juventus, and and then move to MLS. Of course, last week he uh, he found out that he won't be involved in the World Cup, so uh, he will have a gap over Christmas if he wants to sign at the end of the MLS season for someone. Um well, we have our opinions on uh, a few of those Italian players who played in the Euros finals here mm. in England. But overall, I think it'd be a good signing for someone. It's difficult, isn't it? Because I think we're in dangerous territory for players like Chiellini where um, MLS is, you know, we, we talked about Facundo Torres, all these signings from South America. It's It's young, quick, hungry attackers. So we're kind of nearing an era where this isn't the move for older defenders if we're being kind um you know he obviously is extremely experienced um extremely decorated he's won a lot in his career and fair play so i'm saying it with respect but i don't think you just at that age i don't think you just come over to mls and dominate because i think you know teams can get players around you If, if you can put two or three attackers on on him you know young pacey wingers i think he's got a problem and i i'm not I'm not singling him out, especially. Um, I just think that we need to be cautious when we're linking, you know, Buffon's a goalkeeper, that's different, but we're linking these experienced players, we'll call them. Um, And I I don't think MLS is what it was five, six, seven years ago, where you just turn up, have a couple of years in MLS. I I don't think you get an easy ride at all. No, I think you're right. And uh, Ramos, of course, not Italian, but Sergio Ramos was linked on the last episode of Stoppage Time. I'm sure we just do this for episodes of Stoppage Time. We need someone, our fourth story, just uh, you pick a name out of a hat of an experienced uh, European player and say he's going to move to MLS. Um, but I think maybe Insigne, when he comes over in the summer, maybe he can feed back to him how difficult he is. And I'm sure uh, Kilini knows enough of how to defend against him and know how not easy it is. 
Uh, but yeah, I think you're right. I think it's you can't come over to MLS thinking it's going to be easy because it's not, and it's been proved that. And there has been players before uh, who have been shown up. The top top players like Perlo in his last season for NYCFC yeah. was half the player than what he was. So uh, yeah, you don't want to be coming into it thinking that it's going to be easy because it's not, and it's been proved that, and it will continue to prove that as the league progresses and gets better. Uh, right, well, that's it for Stoppage Time this week. We need to say hello to our sponsors, Soccer90. Uh, remember, if you go on to Soccer90.com, you can get shirts from not only MLS, but European clubs as well, and international teams ahead of the World Cup. And if you use the code MLSUK at the checkout, you get 20% off, courtesy of myself and Elliot. Yeah, you can get yourself a, a lovely new shirt, you know? Beautiful new, beautiful new shirt, just like this. I do need to say other, better MLS shirts are available. <laughs> uh, so that's it from us. Don't forget uh, the new episode of the, ma- the new main episode, I should say, of the MLS UK show will be back next week. Don't forget to follow and subscribe on your podcast provider. Leave us a rating. Elliot, there's one rule and one rule only if you're going to do that. It's LA Galaxy style. Five stars only. Uh, if you watch on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe, leave a comment, like the video and click the notification bell as well. Um, I think that's all for admin. So I guess I'm going to say thanks for watching. I've been Henry Hewitt. And I've been Elliot Holman. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network.